0: Richard Cantu. President Trump and North Korean leader Kim meet face to face in three hours. ABC's Ian panel says the president would be well advised to not underestimate Kim. Many people I think mistakenly think that Kim Jong-un is very erratic, very irrational, very prone to making rash decisions. I don't think that's true at all. I think this has been very calculated, a very smart move because he's now able to negotiate from a position of strength. He has done what no other north korean leader has achieved this is the first meeting with sitting u.s president and a north korean leader adding a bit of drama to the summit nba hall of famer dennis rodman arrived in singapore he's one of the few westerners to ever meet kim the white house says he'll have no official role immigration judges getting new marching orders on asylum requests no longer accepted as valid reasons for asylum fear of domestic or gang violence or other personal crime attorney general jeff sessions asylum was never meant. To alleviate all problems, even all serious problems that people face every day all over the world. No less than 40 years in prison, the sentence in Kalamazoo, Michigan for 52-year-old Charles Pickett, Jr. He was bombed on prescription painkillers and other drugs when he plowed his pickup truck into a group of bicyclists in 2016, killing five of them. Jennifer Johnson survived. I hope you serve the rest of your days behind bars so that no one else will experience the pain and suffering due to your selfish actions. Pickett tearfully expressed his regret and apologized. Two kids hospitalized in Minneapolis after they were hit by an SUV that was chased onto a playground by a state trooper captain jason bartell says it appears the trooper followed protocol every situation is different um, that's up to the state trooper or supervisor that's listening on the radio at the time the suspect was captured after a short foot chase there is no word on the conditions of the injured children on wall street stocks closed higher the Dow gaining six points the Nasdaq 14 you're listening to ABC News
1: here's what's happening in the valley good afternoon I'm Kyle Cornell A Warren woman is facing child endangering charges after police say she overdosed while in the presence of children. 35-year-old Amber Barr was arrested Friday evening after being found passed out on the kitchen floor of a home on Woodbine Avenue Southeast. Suspected heroin was found in the kitchen with more tools to use heroin in her purse. Barr is scheduled to appear in court June 21st. No arrests from Sunday afternoon's apparent murder of a woman at a home on the north side of Youngstown. Police say people heard two gunshots about 1.30 yesterday afternoon at a home On Galena Avenue, 66-year-old Diane Dent was shot while answering the door and died later at the hospital. Boardman Township trustees are likely to vote tonight to accept a 90-day continuance on a zoning change request. Last week, the Township Zoning Commission voted against the change. A Cleveland-based developer wants to have a small portion of land rezoned from residential to commercial to add on to nearby lots already zoned commercial. Plans are for a Meyer Superstore on the site. The Boardman trustees meet at 5.30. Our Tom Moore reports jury selection began today in the case of a shooting death at a Youngstown bar.
0: Johnny Wallace III is charged in the murder of Colin Brown. Brown was shot and killed in the men's room in the last call bar on South Avenue. Happened last November. Wallace was offered a plea bargain, but he refused, and so the trial will go on.
1: And while corn and soybeans are Ohio's top crops harvested each year, Ohio Agriculture Director David Daniels says the state is also known for 200 other specialty crops that bring in big money to growers.
2: Tomatoes, carrots, onions, radishes, all those things are in production here in Ohio, and and grapes and wine production here in Ohio continues to grow. worth about $1.3 billion to the agricultural economy here in this state.
1: The big two crops, corn and soybeans, look to be hitting a five-year average this summer as to how much has already been planted. From the all-new power Chevrolet Buick GMC newsroom, I'm Kyle Cornell. This news brought to you by the Honda Store in
2: Boardman, Eastern Ohio's number one volume Honda dealership.
1: You could be driving a Honda. could be driving a Honda from the Honda store.
2: Blast into your summer vacation with a pre-owned vehicle from the Honda store in Boardman. It's our 72-hour blast into summer sales event this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Summertime is memories waiting to happen, so let's make a memory with your new pre-owned vehicle only from the Honda store. Route 224 in Boardman and at Honda-Store.com. Part of the Auto Group, Eastern Ohio's largest. Cool your home this summer. Call Massa Heating and Cooling in Girard,
0: your factory-authorized Bryant dealer. Now, the Storm Team 27 forecast.
1: Decreasing clouds this evening and overnight, temperatures slipping into the upper 50s by morning, there is the risk for some patchy fog. Mostly cloudy skies return for your Tuesday, the chance of a shower or a thunderstorm through the afternoon, highs in the upper 70s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Now 71.
2: This report is brought to you by Hard Rock Rock Roxino Northfield Park. Find your rhythm.
0: It's the $100,000 Friday night fever at Hard Rock Rock Roxino. Went up to $600 in free play every 15 minutes and up to $5000 in cash Fridays from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Find your rhythm at Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. Gambling problem call 800 589 Our next update at 6:30 just
2: ahead. More stimulating talk from the O'Charlies Digital Studios.
0: 999 menu. 9 great meals, one great price. O'Charlies. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through InvestiCorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show.
2: It's Radio 570 Kevy and he's live and in the studio here tonight. Oh, yeah. You know what? Did you notice, Dave, he came in here? He's looking for the TV cameras. I uh, am.
3: Can you can you hear me okay?
2: Yeah, I can oh, hear you just one, fine. Two, yeah, yeah. can hear you just I was.
3: I was. I don't feel the same without the TV uh,
2: Right. He's looking for Lauren Ludwig, and she's not here. Oh, yeah. He's looking for the TV cameras. They're not here. All right. Now, before I get to everything else, week number two, right? Yeah. John Arnold's Truth and in Investing uh, TV program. Understand uh, ratings as high as the Cavaliers playoff game four. That's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what I've heard. Uh, Sunday, four o'clock. Yeah, on the CW.: Yeah,
3: um, so Lauren Show and Mikes Lauren and Mike run four to 4:30, and then Lauren co-hosts me 4:30 to five. And I watched that show, obviously, to critique myself over and over and over to get better. And I could tell that I was a little bit better, stronger vocally and uh, and some other things on the second show I gotta get better. But Lauren and Mike show is really, really good. Yeah, it was really, well, uh, it's really okay. informative.
2: I am that's fine. Now okay. let's talk about all right. your show. All right, then, that's, big stuff. All right, <laughs> that's it. All Their right. show's gonna be good, okay. okay. That goes yeah. goes without saying. On show number <clears throat> one, what was the topic?
3: Uh foundational uh your financial plan. So we started the first show exactly how it would start with a client that was new to investing. And we were we were talking about how to start a financial plan. And, like, I was relating that to how a finan- building a financial plan is no different than building a house. And how, the you know, you should make a strong foundation because headwinds come in the market. Headwinds come in the housing market, or, excuse me, while you're building a house. And if you don't have a strong foundation, it collapses.
1: Mm-hmm. And the same thing
3: happens with a financial plan. So a lot of people coming in money and they want to, they want to come see a guy or or team of people like do what I do. And they want to get hot and heavy in the stocks and mutual funds, but they have no short term savings, they don't have insurances, pensions, IRAs. And man, that's just, that's scary. That's not how you do that. And, uh, we have some some kind of have to slow people down. So when
2: you say that when they come into money, uh, is it inheritance? Uh, usually, people it, it takes time. They let let me put let me put it this way to you: a, a typical investor. Let's say you're in your 20s, you get out, you you live at home, you save some money. And at some point, you get married. Or, you know, maybe uh, who knows? It could be out of style these days. Or you buy a house, and and uh, you know you start paying on your house, or if you have kids, you pay them. Realistically. If you didn't save when you were young in your twenties, the next time you're going to save is going to be in your fifties. Would you not agree?
3: I would think so because you're getting in the weddings and you're getting in the marriage and you're getting into uh, cars and houses. Basically, your short-term savings is being eaten up by your paychecks being eaten by living expenses. Um so it's Depending on what you do for a living.
2: Right. So when you talk about coming into money, usually it, if, if you're in your 20s, you save money for a house or a car or pay your loans off. Mm-hmm. In your 50s is maybe when, you, well, I'm just assuming you're in your 401k at work, if you make enough. And when you're in your 50s is when you might start having some extra money to put aside for yourself. Would that be a fairly accurate timeline as far as your own retirement? Because prior to that, you've been living. Yeah, house. I mean, I mean, kids. I mean,
3: yes. I mean, because if you, let's say you have kids in your mid twenties, they cost you a lot of money. They graduate, you're in your mid forties. You pay the house off, and now you got money to to shift to the to re, to the retirement burden. So, your your analogy is probably perfect. This area, I will say, is is I would say for lack of better terms, more blessed because of our cost of living here is so low. You can buy so much more bang on the buck. So you got people saving earlier here, believe it or not. And say maybe people in in South Carolina or Palm Beach or or California because things are so expensive there.
2: All right, so so in the first show you're talking about the building blocks of saving.
3: The building blocks of a financial plan. So they're saving and they're building the entire comprehensive financial
2: plan. So is that like the I? Just help me out here. Right. That's the four hundred one k. That's the savings. What else is there?
3: Well, believe it or not, your number the, the number one thing I make all of our clients do with us. Before they invest any money, whether they're young guy or or older and just starting, is they have to demonstrate to me that they have four to six times the amount of their bills in savings, and then they also have to demonstrate to me that their their debts in line. Meaning, if I have a if I have somebody that has say fifty thousand dollars in their name, and in cash, and they want to rush in and they want to buy a bunch of stocks for me because their dad invested in stocks, and I ask them, hey, what do we got for short term? Show me your credit cards. And they said, well, we got this in savings. 10 grand and our bills only comes to say maybe eight or 10. Well, I'm happy with that. But let's talk about the credit card debt and they show the credit card debt and they're at those 22% credit cards and they're maxed out. I said, well, I can't guarantee that I can make it 22%.
2: So you're better off paying off your you credit, credit, card. off paying
3: those credit cards down. And then now, now we can start. And if they want to do both, I'll say, well, let's do a monthly thing. So let's dollar cost average, maybe $250 into a mutual fund. And then we'll pay off the, we'll pay off the debt. That's high. And let's 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 build this thing so where the numbers are in favor, and it's one of the, I do that all the time for for especially younger people.
2: Yeah, but you dropped the I word. Did I hear you say insurance too?
3: Yeah. So and I hate, what do you say? I, I what do you, you say on the
2: show about that?
3: It's a need, not a, It's a need.
2: It's mm-hmm.
3: a. It's like you know when you, you know you get have to pay that six hundred dollar an hour attorney. And you can't stand the son of a gun, but he's worth every penny when he gets you out of jail. I don't know anything
2: about that yet anyways, but yeah, yeah. Um, you haven't done a you right, have whacked it, anybody lately. It's like so
3: you you run across people all the time that like bad mouth attorneys, but at the end of the day you need them, right? It's yeah. like insurance. So you need life insurance, you need disability insurance, you really need health insurance and you need long-term care insurance. Do You
2: really need life insurance. You do.
3: And and why? Because you buy life insurance for the people that you're leaving behind. You don't buy it for you. Oh, no. I'm a living, walking example of it, okay? I got a lot of life insurance on me. I have an infant, three-year-old, and five-year-old, and I have a wife. Yeah. Stay-at-home mom. And what I want my kids to live, leave the same lifestyle, live the same lifestyle that.
2: If someone happened to you, right, and that's what it comes sure down to. I'm sure Jennifer remarries some other guy. It would be no, there'd be a lot from here to China. relatively quickly. So right. don't worry about it. Should be well, I. In all <laughs> seriousness, hey, hey, with all that life insurance, she'll marry a much younger exactly guy who won't work either.
3: Yeah, some stud from Palm Beach. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, I, I do I, like that. One of my greatest worries is if I did come down to something, or let's say I got killed in a car accident. Would I want my le- my wife at, at all leveraged on maybe depending on a man or depending on something that to, to come through? Et so you're
2: saying so if something would happen, that the house right and taken that's care the,
3: of. and so yeah, another thing that, and speaking of life insurance, this is a bridge life insurance.
2: So you recommend this? This is this is good stuff. You recommend this for your clients when they come mm-hmm. in that they should. Okay, and we we broke
3: out a lot of our insurance work right. To, so guys, I don't really like to do it anymore. Uh, I do it if I have to because we're we're, the, we're probably the most inexpensive in the area, because we're a broker. I just shop it out. And whoever comes in the cheapest gets it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But there's there's people that really specialize in it and are experts that I hand it off to, like health insurance and whatnot. And I'm licensed and I know that stuff inside out. I just it's not right. My you can't day. do everything. But you need that stuff. And and so that's your footer. That's your that's your that's your cement blocks. That's your basement. Without those and you start to build the first floor and that's the foundation that's strong stock market, com- life comes around stock market crashes and you go to, you got an emergency. You're going to be digging into your stock or your equities. while it's 20% down. Now you are double dipping on the time value of money. And obviously you're, you're, you're taking a loss at the hands of uh, fate. So I, I just set up a financial plan for with younger people or new people to the market is very disciplined. And I say, listen this, you know, with me, this is just how it is. We do it we do it the right way or we don't do it at all. If you want somebodys looking out, that's
2: sound advice, off, though,
1: right? Yeah, sound it's, advice? It's
2: right. First I of mean, all, it's sound advice to say, "Hey, you know, you got all this credit card debt. Pay it, you're paying 22% interest. Let's get that thing paid off. You know, you you're looking at the whole picture. Hey, what if you die? The, so there's some life insurance." I get what you're I get what you're doing there. And you say you got a 401k at work. Why aren't you doing that? Right. It's more than just. To, well, yeah. And do. that's the
3: other thing. So you just beat me to the punch. So the other part of your foundation is your own pension. And now that, you know, the P word is, 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 is gone nowadays. You know, right. there's very few defined benefit plans out there. So you got to make your own guaranteed plan, which is your IRAs or your simple IRAs or annuities, or whatever. Because
2: happens. social security is a supplement.
3: Exactly. So, and, and, at the end of the day, you know, my age group probably will have it. Maybe the younger ones, maybe not. I think we've learned our lesson the hard way. Don't count on anybody for your money.
2: So, just as a side note, when you say that, how many guys think about the betrayal you would have, John Arnold, if uh, like these Packard guys, you say, man, I'm going to retire. I'm going to have 3000 a month. And then they do the bankruptcy thing. And then and you have, you retire. And the next thing you know, you get 1700 a can month. Can I tell you something? I would be so pissed. I
3: live next. For ten years, to one of the best human beings. I mean, there's a couple were one of the, they were just amazing neighbors and friends. The guy's name was Roy, and uh, that happened to him. And they fought like like mad to, you know, with between Congressman Ryan and some other things. Like, to be fair,
2: and nothing happened.
3: The the, the white collar workers, the non union workers, got scrapped on. Yeah, it was amazingly bad, and uh, you know, basically they were promised these things. And they came out empty-handed, just like the guys of Republic Steel in in the seventies and eighties, or
2: the or the guys that got to their uh, retirement through uh, Delphi, right? That 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 got taken, dropped down because I think about the pension guarantee thing, yeah. And
3: then, um, uh, the you know what's coming up next is the teamsters are going to go through that.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. So, what do you know about that? Or uh, hold the fort here. It's
3: not. It's not. It's not that it's non-public knowledge. It's just I do a lot of reading. And the the, the, the teamsters is, is, is really far behind in
2: the, their retirement fund like, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's really far behind. So you think they'll? They're
3: going to go PGC. That's what's going to happen.
2: And so the guy that thinks he's going to get three thousand is probably going get... Get to get eight
3: hundred to twelve hundred bucks a month.
2: Now, 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 so many... now outside of John Arnold, uh, financial guy, wouldn't you be pissed if that was you? I would be.
3: I would, time, you say, it would be I, time they get the pitchforks and brooms out? Uh, or not brooms, but the shovels? They, they would take it to the streets? If that is that's
2: that's in my world, that's called stealing. Because you're planning on that as part of your as you get old retirement, right?
3: Yeah, that. And, and in my world, that's called stealing. Don't yeah. you think?
2: I just think there's something terribly wrong with that. I, 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 and they get away with it, and they get away with it all the time. I would be really upset about it. So, but you, te- then you go into the 401k, and yeah, you so have the money, leading put back that to our in.
3: original conversation. So, I tell all these guys, listen, I really want your business. I do. I'll, I'll do a great job for you. But again, my goal as a true investment advisor to do what's best for you? If you're not plowing your money into your, your you're 401- looking at
2: the whole plan- yeah. pie here.
3: If you're not plowing your money into your four hundred one k, you're missing out on a free thirty percent gain because it's going in pre tax. I don't have one of those for you. I have IRAs, but we max out at five thousand bucks or fifty five hundred, sixty five hundred, blah blah blah. But uh, I want to say that the four hundred one k is fifteen five. Okay, so pre tax dollars going in, maxing out at fifteen thousand five hundred. If they want to invest money with me and they can do a 401k and they're maxing out, the only reason why I could, I could justify it to regular regulator that I told them not to is maybe they wanted a better investment option. But other than that, I mean, if you have a decent 401k and the investment options are in there, 12 to 15 of them, pre-tax dollars is the way to go, man. And, and, and have, So that's building your pension and having your insurances and your savings account. That's your first foundation. That's your foundation. That's the footer drain. That's the, the cement blocks. That's everything you need to start building that house, and then we move on to the first floor, which would be maybe a Roth IRA in addition to your four one k, maybe an annuity if you're a guy that needs uh, or a inner or one or team. Can needs. you, if
2: you have a, if you have a four one k at work, can you also have a Roth IRA? Yeah, of course. Now there's 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 income. Can you have a traditional IRA? Yes. Okay,
3: but you can't depending on the amount of money you make, and that's a more of an accounting question. So there's thresholds to where. You can't have both and there's also thresholds onto the amount of money you're putting in. But both. So it's not a one size fits all answer, but I will say a majority of people, especially in our area is a yes. So, uh, I lost track. So, Oh, I want to, so touch and base, touch and base. What you're on talking. the first floor. You yeah. I'm the first floor that, uh, you are know, putting together an additional savings that's tax deferred or tax benefited. Um, I love, and if we're going to go non-IRA and just straight, st- straight investments, there's no better investment to start out if you're a risk taker than a dividend bank stock.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, you look at Dominion Gas right now. When I talked to you about a couple months ago, AT and T, you know, five and a quarter six percent dividend. Dominion's paying five and a half. Listen, I can't guarantee that the stocks are not going to lose money, and I definitely can't guarantee they're going to continue to pay their dividend. But if you look over the course of time, over the decades, when ta- you know when it, when it's hit the fan and they still pay the dividend, that's something to say. And you look at their balance sheet, and you look at their track record over their, their stock chart, there's a really good chance you're going to continue to get that 5 or 6% dividend. And by the way, the reason why the yield is so low is because the stock price got taken. You know, he took it on the chin. So you're going to get, hopefully, capital appreciation in addition to that stock dividend. And if it's buying you more shares along the way at a lower price, you're talking about a perfect circle. So I tell my folks that are starting out, Investing, they know nothing. Hey, let's attack ten dividend-paying stocks, and once we get a hundred in each, or maybe we get an adequate amount in each, then we can go on to the Amazons of the world and the ISRGs and the IHIs. You know all the things that are you know really killing it for me right now. But without the the solid stuff, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. And and that's the truth. So we're, that's how we bought our first floor, and then the second floor would be you know, individual equities or, or high volatile uh, ETFs, which are designed to do fifteen twenty percent, but also mm-hmm. Take it on the chin in bad times, and then your third floor maybe be penny stocks, rental properties, blah blah blah.
2: Now see that, and that was your first show. That's that a was. good show. And it was. Could we also, you get that all in in half an hour? We
3: could, and I even peppered in a little bit of your favorite topic: annuity, annuities. You hate annuities. I do, but it's an education show. See, so. I, I would,
2: I would have the crawl on the bottom. He hates annuities. <laughs> all right, now. Uh, so we got we got that. What was this is Sunday four thirty on a CW. What was show number two, which was yesterday? yesterday.
3: Dividend paying stocks, ironically.
2: Forget all that. I yeah. just want to hear. I want to hear this. Don't worry about that stuff.
3: No, uh, dividend dividend paying stocks
2: was the main topic. And now, do you explain? What, what, do you course. are you explaining to people when what is a dividend paying stock? Because a lot of people don't know what a dividend is.
3: Yeah, I do, and I describe it very simply as a rent check. Mm-hmm. so if you know it's a rent check without the hassles you know i i, I talked on this show about having over 40 rental properties and <laughs> oh, yeah you know the <laughs> dividend was nice but it wasn't worth the pain so <laughs> so the let's dividend, relive that no no, no, no thanks <laughs> they might kick me off the area the uh the, the the dividend paying the dividend paying stock is you know a great rent check without the headaches of you know dealing with the tenants in the city of youngstown the water department blah 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 and um I love dividend paying stocks. As a matter of fact, you know what I do for my own, my kids' education? Half goes in the 529, half goes in the dividend paying stock.
2: Right. And that's what's so. Then you were explaining dividend paying stocks. And mm-hmm. and do you mention can stocks by name or just talk about yeah, them in general?
3: Yeah. Because, because here's the thing I do the same thing I do on this show.
2: It's all educational. It's
3: educational. I'm not recommending it. I would never recommend the, an individual equity or any investment on this show. I give you an idea, do your research. You know, some of the stuff we talk about here might be just your cup of tea or some of this stuff might just be like, no way, I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, my job is to give people ideas and strategies. But but, but at,
2: At the end of the day, you get frustrated with people that aren't doing the stuff that you're saying you need to do because then all of a sudden you're old and you don't have enough money. You're just trying to do a little preventive maintenance for a lot of people. Listen, Social Security is a supplement. Listen, we got to make some sacrifices. Listen, let's make some investments and make more money. You're, you're kind of uh, you know kind of like a doctor would say, we need to stop smoking so you don't have a heart attack. You're doing that similar stuff financially.
3: Yeah, so it's like this. You, you that's a great analogy. So you know, you could talk to doctors that go through this all the time. You got a guy that rolls in at 300 pounds, high blood pressure, they're smoking, they're eating steaks every day. He says, "Hey, you got to cut. You got to go vegetarian, and you got to drink a lot of water, and you got to cut the smokes." And three and three months later, he's three hundred twenty pounds, and he's done just the opposite. The doctor wants to pull their hair because they care about their, their patient. Same here. I'll tell you something that, that drives me, you know, crazy and, and pisses me off is when people make investment decisions based on emotions. Mm-hmm. That that's my number one, uh, I would say, uh, pitfall as far as my personality. And what, and what do you
2: mean, like an emotion? I'll, I'll
3: give you an example. Back when I started my career in 99, uh, I didn't get to offer this, but I I transferred to an investment firm, which allowed me to offer this product. It was a variable annuity that offered a four or 5% bonus on every contribution on your, uh, on your pre-roll tax dollars. So it's free money. There wasn't a higher, it wasn't a back-end to charge. It had like 80 different investment options in it. And the teachers were only allowed to invest in variable annuities. It's not like we had this plethora of options. So I would call on school teachers and, and janitors and principals and superintendents, blah, 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 sit in there. And I was literally offering them free money, mm-hmm. Legitly free money from a from a company that was in business for 200 years. So it was on a scam deal. And in, and in addition to that, um, you know, the the money management part of that uh, particular annuity was really good. I mean, the, the sub accounts on the side were really good. there is no, objective reason why somebody wouldn't say yes, there should have been a line from here to Walmart to see me as a matter of fact, you know, out of the people, three out of 10 people would stop by, talk to me and only about one of them would sign up and we made, we made pittance on it, but it was a good door opener for me as a new broker to get in, you know, to get into their financial life and hopefully win their other assets over and their, their reasoning for not sitting with me or not doing is because they like their other guys so much. And I used to say, this is free money what they're doing is they're cutting my commission in half and giving it to you instead. This isn't a hoodwinking deal. Here it is, black and white. And you, it, would be, it was like me running my head through a wall. It was like, you're, if I just sat here and just started handing you guys out $100 bills, I think there's some of you guys out there that would just pass it by. Like, all right, where's the catch? And I get that. But when I have black and white spelling out here saying, no catch, this is how we're doing it, and here's the math on it in black and white, which is an SEC prospectus, Uh, not, I can't say approved, but reviewed that that's a simple one, two, three, Hey, sign me up for my free money. And so eventually what happened is like three or four years down the road, the people that got into the program loved me and talked about it at the lunch table. And eventually everybody came to me, but you wouldn't believe how hard it was to convince people to get free money. Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable. I wanted to take a freight train and run my head through, a, you know, attach it to, to, to the train and run it through a wall. Like I, I was so frustrating, and then so you, and then you run across people who don't want to roll their 401k over. Okay, which is another frustrating thing to me. First of all, they they already have business with me, all right. So they 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 know I'm pretty good, and they and they have a need to roll it over. So the current the reason why they want to leave their money at say Fidelity PSP is because they've been there for so long. Well, every year General Motors chops that. Well, I should say Fidelity and General Motors. They chop that plan down. What used to be a great plan. There's like 12 to 15 investment options inside of it with like seven of them being life cycle funds which sucker expensive. You're, you're getting as a participant, you are definitely getting uh, charged a little bit of extra fee for those funds inside because that's how a 401k is played. GM picks uh, a majority of the cost up, but the participant picks up a little bit of the fee. They, when they need service, have to go through a secretary, the people of Fidelity are not allowed to help them. So there's no recommendations. No strategy.
2: Uh, terrible. It's some
3: $15-hour yeah. kid out of, uh, you know, intern out of, I don't know, college that's playing the game to get Beto's resume. And these people fall for it every time. Not every time. Majority of people roll over it. But the people who'd stay in it, there's no objective reasoning for staying in your It's—I tell them, forget me. Go see the guy at Merrill Lynch. Go down the street. Do it on Back. your own, but get
2: out of it. Back in a minute.
0: The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeart's Media. Securities and advisory services offered through InvestiCorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show.
2: He's here, he's live, he's in person, he's John Arnold, and uh, uh-huh. and now he has, uh, of course, Monday night, 7 o'clock, or 7 o'clock, Monday night, 6 o'clock, he's here, he's on uh, the CW uh, channel on Sunday nights, 4.30, Sunday yeah. afternoons, 4.30, yeah. mm-hmm. alright, and... Uh, so far I like the first two shows. So well, uh, dividends and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean this is good. But uh, but see I know when 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 you started this this was all about you started with the initial premise. Let's start of just uh, your goal is educating people. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a non um no sales stuff. No sales stuff. Yeah, just like this show. It, yeah. Right, it's just it, it's just educating stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, do you get uh, uh Clients from it, of course you do. But it's about educating people first mm-hmm. and foremost. And that's what it's all about. So you know what show two's dividend stocks and all that kind of stuff. So now here's the exciting part. Yeah, it, it, can you tell people that they're on the YouTube channel and all this stuff too if yeah, they missed it? Yeah, them? I want to. All right. Now listen to this. Uh, first of all, see, I got to make a mental note, folks. I got to set my TiVo uh, to s- Sunday at four o'clock. So I got to see uh, Lauren and Mike mm-hmm. and then you to follow. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's an hour, so mm-hmm. I can remember set my TiVo. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you know, you could have text me and make sure I do that. Okay, <laughs> okay. you know, because I want to see it on the big screen. I'll be watching on my phone tonight. You know, I and mean? <laughs> going, okay, this is great. Okay, so this is great. This is fantastic. Uh, but that's your motivation—is educating people. Is it? Is it, how, is it more difficult doing it on TV?
3: Yes, way way more difficult. Way more difficult. I don't know if I. Maybe it's just I can't. I remember like when I first. Because you've
2: done like, seminars and that for yeah, all kinds of times.
3: It's so different though when you're ad libbing and you're in front of twenty or thirty people versus like you don't know if there's hundreds of people or no people or well, there's no one watching. in the studio
2: at the time it, you're doing it, just,
3: it. You just really want to look clean on and crisp on camera, and you know, and the and the in the, produ- the producers and the directors, and you know, they don't want to continue to do reshoots and. You know, correct issues and edit in. Then so we we'll just you, get through it. Yeah, let's get through it. And Let's and we try to do two or three shows at a time. Really? Yeah. So we, you know, we it's a, you know, kind of get in there, get get our get our job done, and then shoot another one like three or four weeks later. And uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on you. Like here,
2: like I was, say, I was, what I was saying is, is, do you change your suit in between? Of course, of course. So you have to bring more yeah, than one. And know suit. that I
3: got more than one suit to the audience, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you yeah. son of a gun, he's successful folks, he's got more than one suit. Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you. You, know that, you know. No, but it's like uh I don't know. I think I think it's really a good idea. I really think it's a really It's the same motivation here. And well, and, and the thing I like about um okay. See, I like the I like the brutal honesty. That's mm-hmm. what I like about. Uh I like the uh I don't like annuities in general and here's why. I um, I could be right. I could be wrong. I've been right sometimes. You know, I th- that's what it's all about. Nobody likes somebody who's just stuck on themselves all the time. Well,
3: not only that, but honestly, the majority, you know why? I but a- with
2: all that said, I'll work harder for you than anybody else. You got because you know that's what you'll do.
3: Right? Exactly. So, w- what prompted me, believe it or not, sparked me to start what I do on the radio with with then Mangino and then you was. I got so, so so sick of hearing these guys on the radio on pitching annuities and index annuities, how great they are. And this great alternative investment, it's going to do this and that. And then, you know, two, three years later they're out of the business because they got caught putting 100% of people's money in, in, into the index annuity or the, or the telephone booth or some crazy investment. And they're making a bad name for our industry in general. And I always talk about this majority of people in our industry are very, very good people. But I you hate the, it when
2: you say that. That drives me crazy when it does, you say but it's that. True, you really believe that to be true. I do. Okay, now, so if I say this to you, if if I say, really, I think I think a lot of people in your industry uh, get business, ignore their client, and move on to get the next piece of business, and and charge them for trades. Uh, ch- charge them, you know, if they trade here, trade well, there. Well, we're talking two don't, different
3: turkeys. You're talking strategy and how they operate their business versus good people.
2: Like I think that's ridiculous. Well, I'm tip. all for good people. I want yeah. everybody to be a good person, mm-hmm. and you should be a good person. But part of being a good person is how you run the uh, run the operation.
3: Too true. But if you don't know what you don't know, I don't fault them, guys. If you
2: listen, if okay. Let me put let me back up. Yeah. You're good people. You got upset when you started out because of commissions. That, even though it was good for your pocket, let me put it that way, mm-hmm. it bothered you. You said to me, I don't like this because uh, uh, you buy a stock, I'm making a commission. The stock tanks, we sell it. I'm making a commission because you're now selling your stock.
3: And it goes one further. But it bothered you. Even though it's in your best interest. The, the, to get the loss back had to buy a stock again, right? Right. So i will get paid three times to lose money. That's not fair but to But it plan. bothered you. Of course it bothered Even me.
2: Even though it was, it, here's what I'm saying. Even though it was in your financial best interest, you didn't like it. Correct. Now, I would
3: say there's a weakness about me as a businessman
2: as I care too much. Okay. Yeah. How many brokers would operate like that? Outside of you. Now, I'm serious before, and I know you can't, I know you, you guys running each other. I'm just saying for myself, no, no, most a, brokers, I truly don't could give like a rat's ass about their, 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 their feelings. I, I say it how I how But I most see of them wouldn't be that concerned no, about No, they it wouldn't. Like I
3: mean, these guys are trained that that's investing, and that's just the way it goes. You know what you got yourself into.
2: But I, you, you absorb all the costs today for trades in right, your I, company.
3: I did that today, ironically, for a big, big account I just got. So I, here's the thing.
2: You there, eat those ch- costs. Your client doesn't pay him.
3: There's no, one of the greatest <laughs> things about my industry that fits my personality is it's non-opinionated. Listen, your guy can take you golfing and do movies and all kind of crazy crap and all the things that are nice, nicey, nice stuff. But at the end of the day, it's a math, it's a math game, right? Here's my results. And here's your guy's results. You can love them all you want. And here's the truth. I have friends. I have clients that become truly best friends of mine. Like, Love the guys. All right. But at the end of the day, I know if I lose them money, they're not going to be so friendly. Well, right? that's
2: what you're there for.
3: But if I'm going head to head with some, listen, if I'm, I if mean, if, if I need to get out of jail, if I need someone to save my life, I'm going with the best, right? You can be as nice as you want. My neighbor could be a cardiologist. No yeah, okay, I'll
2: spring you. I, I'll go down and I'll, I'll, I'll get you some bail money. Well, thank you. But the, here, here's the thing is, when, that's what drives me crazy when you say that. I'm just telling you, what drives me crazy is other brokers aren't about to do that. You, you, you did all these buys today. You ate those costs. I Your did. client doesn't pay for them.
3: I could tell you we ate
2: $400 a day in fees.
3: Right, but think for about that. Costs, yeah. Do
2: you think other other brokers do that?
3: Depending on how they set their business, but probably not. But again, it's not about... I'm just talking personality and ethics. I'm just saying the majority of people in our business are really good people. Their strategy and their operations, I think, are piss poor. uh, But that's the way they set up their business. But I don't think they're maliciously doing anything to hurt people.
2: Right. That's my point. But you're having a good year. The market's been decent to you.
3: Ron, we're having a ridiculously good year.
2: Isn't that a good feeling?
3: I couldn't have said that a month and a half ago. We were having just a good year. My ISRG and my Amazon and my AHI... Bottle rocket, Bottle rocketed. And I'm really proud of ISRG and IHI because those were out of the box critical thinking plays that I made that other guys weren't. At the time, they were shoving you into this fun, that fun, you know, and... You know, Amazon's kind of old hat, but you got to remember. I said on the show I was buying it in the six seven hundred
2: area. Uh, the world is now Amazon, right, believe right?
3: Right. So it's the kind of old I, hat deal. <laughs> the
2: other thing, this is what would drive me crazy if I was you. Okay. You know, and and that, that that's everything that's good about John Arnold. The thing that drives me crazy has to do with you know, with you folks that invest anywhere. You know, if you say, "Well, I only made eighteen percent." And Bob made 22. I want to scream by saying, are you kidding me? You made 18%, you idiot. You know what? I, 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 this is why I couldn't do what you do. I would scream, you're calling me. We didn't lose money. We made 15 16 14%. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? You, and, do. and you, you, and you, you don't see. have the risk that this guy has over here that may, might have made 23%, but he could have lost a lot of money. You know what can I, I
3: mean? Can I relate this to your business? Yes. All right, and I'll keep it vague. It depends
2: on lawn business or show business. Lawn business. I'm in so many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show business <laughs> you're, is my life. You're, just the, you're the man. <laughs>
3: um, no, your lawn business, really quick. I know throughout your years of gathering all these accounts for lawns, you've had some customers that are just never happy. You don't want them. Okay, they're just never
2: happy, right? I'm the John Arnold of lawn care. I, there's some people you don't want. You like don't it, want. beat it, right? <laughs> 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 I am. A, that's how I'm going to build myself. I'm now the John Arnold of the lawn. Yes, there's some people I just don't want.
3: Yeah, right? They're just more. They're, well, I don't do that, but I just know what I'm getting myself into. So you have you ask oh, the veterans in our business, and you go across. You just you just kind of. It rolls off your back now. You just some people you you'll just, never please, right? And you just know. Listen, you average it out. Is this worth pissing this guy off and arguing with him and telling him how stupid he is, or or you just kind of take it, your? It's not your, the right fit, right? You, or you just take your verbal beating and say, "Hey, at least he's still a client. He still refers me business." And you move on, and you and it, and you take his, you know, he's mad about twenty percent returns with a grain of salt. It's the same thing in any kind of business. The and then there's also the people that I that I've also said that. In a very polite way, we are not a fit.
2: From the very beginning, though, you you sense this true in your initial free initial consultation, as you say. But you can tell, and mm-hmm. they can tell from that point whether or not it's going to be a good relationship.
3: Right when I when I will run across somebody sometimes that says, "Well, one percent's too high." So, well, you know, one, I don't know why you say that, and two, you check me out on the street, like shop us around. You'll find that one is the most inexpensive on the street. And secondly, do you think I'm taking all this risk and responsibility and paying all these costs, you know, to make less than that? That doesn't make sense.
2: And, and, actively, and manage well, actively, actively manage money. And
3: then fourth, would you want a guy that that felt he wasn't worth at least one percent? So I, you know, and if they still give me a hard time, I just say, you know, politely, hey, every it's a it's a capitalist society. You're welcome to. Choose who you want. I'm sorry, we're not a fit. If something changes, come back and. That's
2: but that's that. active money management. That yeah, is active money daily management. money management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to, to your to your risk levels that you guys agree. Not to. only
3: that, but I'm meaning I'm meaning the the trading cost and the custodial cost, so it's less than one percent.
2: Right. So I and I'm a very and by the way,
3: we don't have them sign a contract with me. Do you know what that means?
2: They can leave whenever. They
3: leave whenever. Like there's no like penalty to get out of me or surrender mm-hmm. fee or like you got to stay with us for two or three years or we. We penalize you on the, you know, on the, you know, on this and that. You don't like me. You don't like what we're doing for you. You don't got to call. You don't got to write. You just call the custodian and say I'm taking it over.
2: I wish we could spin the clock back. I wish we could go back in time into that DeLorean that uh, Michael J. Fox had. Go back in time. I would have loved to been doing this show when you first started out, huh. and you and and when you were going through that transformation when you didn't like this and didn't like that. And uh, that would have been those would have been great times. Those hear, would have been you great hear times. something? I was but wrong, but that it? made you evolve from there yeah. to where you are today.
3: I would think you would agree at this. You, the lessons you learn in life are the tough ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I learned way better from my mistakes or just bad luck. Uh, you know, I never forgot those lessons, and the, the easy lessons are easily forgotten. So, uh, I think it's molded me into the businessman and man that I am in a good way. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, you know one thing I could tell you cuz you love beating up on me when I make a bad oh, decision. Oh, I love it.
2: I, and you see, this is a difference between <laughs> this is a difference between uh, I don't know. I, I I almost sometimes hope the market tanks on Monday, folks. I shouldn't even say this to any of you. Hmm. I love it when <laughs> when you come in here and and you're having a bad day. I oh, don't know why. Well, thank you, buddy. I, I I I just thank I you so much. I, I just uh, because I want to hear what you have Uh, And here's where it's backfired on your fearless leader. Like, I would see the market go down, let's say, 200 points, 300 points. And that would be on a Friday or a Monday. Mm -hmm. And uh, so John's show would be at 6 o'clock. And I'm thinking, this is going to be great. You know? And uh, Well, this just recently happened. I said, hey, so market went down to the stop losses kick in. And he says, well, I I withdrew the stop losses. And I said to John Arnold, I says, You did what? I withdrew the stop losses, and uh, because it's, uh, I don't want them to kick in because it's going to go back up. And it was like, Do you know the risk involved in that? And it went back up. It killed me. <laughs> it was That's like happened a, many times it, it was like a boomerang. Effort, sure? I thought, I just, when I had him boomy, <laughs> <laughs> just going to
3: humiliate me on the air. That's nice. Yes. It?
2: And, and it gave right mm-hmm. back. Uh, but, but who would have thought that, John? Hey, yeah, yeah, that is, te- what do you call it? Studying the fundamentals, the technicals. Technical analysis. And then,
3: and then I will also tell
2: you. And that, not being emotional. That, that was a
3: gut feel. That was a, not a technical or fundamental. But actually a fundamental because, you know, the earnings per share and the P ratios, they kind of they led me down that path to say, you know what, we're going to ignore the technicals and ride this thing out. Um, and it was a good decision. Smart move, though. But I will also say, Like, for instance, Nick Saban in the national championship put in a second-string quarterback who hadn't really played that much all year, but he just had a gut feel, right? And it ended up winning the national championship. And that's what makes him Nick Saban and not the head coach of Indiana, right? That's the difference. And that's what makes John Arnold the difference between that and the Edward Jones guy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give a gut feel. If I'm wrong, I'm going to admit it to you. I'm going to tell you why I was wrong and why we're not going to do it again. And if I'm right... I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get the championship trophy and say, "Hey, I won this."
2: Are you surprised how many of your clients get it? You know, they just, uh, they, 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 they get what you're doing.
3: Well, it takes time. Um, well, the first year of being with John Arnold is a tough one for a client. We do things very untraditional. But they um, don't call. They don't get worried.
2: No, they no know because you're I, watching I
3: set the meeting up in the beginning. To let them know what I'm about. I'm an obs guy, and uh, I'm no frills. And my job is to perform for you. But I'm also coaching the team. If you're a Jerry Jones, is what I tell him. I'm not for you. I mean, if you want to coach a team, but call me the coach, I'm not your guy. So, you know, going in, what you get with me, that it's hands off, let me do my thing, believe in me, or don't hire me.
2: All right. So, where John Arnold's with us Monday nights. Where's it heading? What, what, the market, you where do th- I think it's heading? Yeah.
3: Keep in mind, I can't talk in guarantees. Well. Uh, I-
2: <laughs> See, this is what I want on a TV show. You know, on TV where they run those uh, disclaimers at the bottom thing. I could be right. I could be wrong. I have been right, and I have been wrong. <laughs>
3: yeah, check with your personal investment advisor, yeah, yeah, tax yeah, advisor, yeah. before making any. Yeah, but
2: change. but what do you right. think at this point in time? What do you? What's your gut telling you? What's your technical analysis?
3: A, tax. You know, Trump's bringing in more tax cuts. Did you know that November? No. What a what an awesome kick ass move. He, he's he's going to put more gasoline on the economy mm-hmm. for the fire, and I love it. Um, more tax cuts are coming inertia is here where inertia and momentum are, are helping companies get even bigger and better. Unemployment's going to continue to go down. It's going to take either a, a pension plan blowing up, interest rates dramatically increasing overnight, or I hate to say this, a black swan catastrophic, catastrophic event or like it's a major terrorist attack. And unless one of those three major things happen, I really believe, believe being a, a subjective word <laughs> um, that you are going to have another great year in the market.
2: That it's going to continue mm-hmm, to go.
3: I do. The future's bright. The future's really bright. And I will tell you, investors out there looking to say, well, the ship has sailed. No, there isn't. Look for weaknesses. Look for things that um, just got destroyed. Like, for instance, solar power. There's a stock out there called, for solar that's been such a winner for a long time. It just got destroyed. Look at Dominion Gas. It just got destroyed. I'm not saying yeah, buy Dominion it.
2: Gas? Yeah, Dominion why, why Gas. Why would it get destroyed?
3: You know, I didn't do the research on it. I just looked the chart. And it's paying a nice dividend. That's what I look for. Um, well, who doesn't need
2: gas? The overall,
3: utilities have just not been strong because they're they're relatively safe.
2: That used to be the thing. Always put in utilities, mm, that's right? That's a
3: good foundational investment. But when risk is up, usually safety's down. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. So you'll uh, you'll see usually healthcare and consumer staples and utilities kind of stabilize and actually go up when risk goes down, or excuse me, risk goes up. Excuse me. Risk meaning that like okay the market's falling and it's going the 50-day 200-day moving averages are being broken now everybody's heading to the hills. You got to get short-term bonds, cash, or you got to get something you believe in with a dividend, or uh, or you're just gonna have to ride the loss out. And so right now it's inversely happening. What's happening with the stock market is, you know, risk is up meaning that people are getting taking their money out of low-risk stuff like utilities and artificially deflating those those sectors and then they're putting in this technology like Amazon and Apple, blah, blah, blah. And they're making those go up. So it's like a teeter-totter if you can envision that. Um, And that's the reason. But I was talking to a client right before the show. He wanted to know, you know, why do we have a certain percentage of money still in utilities when they suck? It's because that's our safety valve. And not to mention we're catching a nice dividend. And I believe in them. If you look at, if you like roll, like do like a hypothetical analysis over just an ordinary traditional utility fund and do a 30-year chart, meaning that like, if you, like, say, hypothetically, what would I have had if I put $100,000 into a utility fund? What it would look like now is ridiculous because those dividends and those things always somehow find a way to make money over the course of time, whereas you got peaks and valleys with technology and emerging markets and, you know, mid-cap and small caps, blah, blah, blah. So when I build a diversified portfolio, as nice as it would be just to go 100% sexy, high-risk, high-beta, sectors and stocks. I can't do that because I care about our clients and a lot of our clients don't have full blown high aggressive risk tolerances. A lot of guys are balanced or moderate aggressive. And I,
2: some based on if their I got age audited,
3: too. I would, I would, you know, I would right?
2: get all kind of fines. Well, you got to look at how old they are.
3: Well, it's, it, I believe it or not. It's crazy. That it sounds it's, that's not really relevant because I have to do what the client says. Now I can try to sway them, him or her or another way because of their age. But if a client comes in and says, listen, I'm, you know, I know I'm 70 years old, but I'm a risk taker. I'm not. I'm not hiring you to make four percent. Damn it! I want you to make me money. And I say, well, Mr. And Mrs. Client, if you sign here, I'll do that. If a regular came in and said, well, this guy says he has a high risk tolerance. He you wants you to be aggressive. And why do you have him in, you know, municipal bonds and short-term bonds where he's only getting three, four percent? I'm gonna as crazy as it sounds. I'm gonna be in. I'm, I'm gonna have a black eye on my record, mm-hmm. even though I'm trying to be safe. So it's all about the client.
2: What the client wants. It's
3: all about the client. It's a—it's a not a one-size-fits-all. It's what the client wants, and you just make sure if you're going to take the client, you're willing to take it on.
2: In your, But in your three levels that you have, let's just say in general.
3: There's six, but go ahead.
2: All right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ultra-aggressive, aggressive, moderate-aggressive, go-blah-blah. Blah, blah.
2: Television star John Arnold's here. Right. Uh, on the CW Sunday at 4.30. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, on On the models that you mentioned, just in general, roughly. The low risk is getting what kind of return these days?
3: 4 to 5%, maybe 6 on a good month.
2: Think about that. Just pause for a minute. 6% when you go to the bank you get lucky if you get one. You know what I'm saying? Low, yeah. low low risk. So moderate risk would be getting what?
3: Moderate risk 6 to 7, 5 to 7. Balanced our balance fund or just our straight moderate fund right now is getting 8 to 12. We got some things that are performing Those way. are
2: big numbers though.
3: It's the market. It's not John Arnold.
2: No, but you picked this. You picked the um, sectors.
3: Yeah, but we're peppering a little bit of equities there that are carrying the ball a little bit better than they should, just by pure luck in the market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll take credit in the fact that I picked them. But I will devote most of that return to the market I would not be making those kind of returns in an average market. Okay,
2: but, but, but you say you pick the sectors, but you also have to pick the strategy to say, I think things are going to continue yeah, strong. It's and a
3: combination of John Arnold's good investment strategy, and I can't stress enough, a lot of it has to do with, you know, I'm, I'm in a really, really great, strong bull market right now. I would not be doing this same performance, no matter how good of a stock picker I am or strategist. I would not be able to, to, to perform like that. Mm-hmm. So you need both. You need a guy who's gonna, you need a team or a guy that's gonna be proactive, and you need a market to get behind.
2: And by. you also need you you also need a guy. And all of this, all that John R. talked about is good, but you also need a guy who knows when to pull a pin to protect your gains if the market's going to go down. Right? That, I but mean, in
3: not, yeah, that's called a contingency plan, and we have one of those for all of our clients. Like,
2: let's say the market's going to tank. Hey, we're gonna we'll lose maybe a little bit, but you're going to be way ahead.
3: Yeah, we got certain stop losses. Even if I don't implement them, I know manually how to do that, uh, it, and we I know which models and which clients belong in certain models and certain. There's just certain portfolios I build individually for people that just don't belong in a model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what they can handle. I know it's going to make them mad. I know it's going to make them happier than usual. Blah blah blah. And bottom line is, I'm self managing that money, and the, there's a contingency plan there. I'm not going to disclose it because. It's, yeah, it's, it's your plan. Yeah, it's free, and it's selling market the market, the farm for free. But I will say, there's every one, every client has one, and it's a pretty strong one. I can't say it's not going to lose, but it's going to keep us. It's going to keep our clients moderately happy with us. But more importantly, we're not going to tell them to hang in there. That's that's the thing that pisses me off the most. You know, you pay a guy one or two percent or an upfront load of five and a quarter percent, whatever they charge, and they're telling you to hang in there where the market's getting destroyed or not giving you options, that to me is mind boggling. Like, why did you pay that guy? You can do that yourself on Vanguard or Fidelity for free. It doesn't make sense to me. They always look at you with a blank stare. Like, I guess you're right. Mm -hmm. And um, that's very uh, challenging to swallow. But um, back to your point is we always have a plan of action I can walk. I can meet a to protect of, your yeah.
2: gains. Is what I'm trying to say.
3: Right. I know exactly what you're saying. All
2: right. Now, John Arley, you can see the first two segments of the show if you missed it. Set your uh, PVR for Sunday four o'clock, four to five, uh, and John's on at four thirty on the CW. So set it for that. Um, if you miss the first two shows, you can go in YouTube and just type in. J. Arnold Wealth, Wealth Management. Uh, yeah,
3: you can put jarnoldwealth.com, J ArnoldWellth.com. Uh, J. ArnoldWealth.com. You know, or if you go yeah, like you're talking about in the YouTube channel. Uh huh. You just go to YouTube search which is free, put J Arnold Wealth Management, you'll see all kind of shows and commercials. And the shows are there. You can go to my website, jarnoldwealth.com. dot com.
2: See those. Okay. I see
3: those on our Facebook
2: page and Or, if you're interested in investing with uh, the guru here, John Arnold, (laughs) it's easy to do that. Uh, He's right there in Canfield. I love the fact that if I say he's at 224 and Lockwood Boulevard, you know, there's there's a bar called The Poor House. And I'd like to say he's between The Poor House... And up on the hill, which is how you make yeah, money. right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The <laughs> irony's there, right. Because <laughs> you're driving up the office. You're going from the bottom of the hill up to the, leaving that. It's right there on uh, Star Center, all right? And what's the phone number and website and all that stuff?
3: Uh, website's www.jrnowelt.com. Our phone number is 330-965-9890. We always give free consultations, no pressure. Uh, free portfolio review. And uh, we get a lot of those weeks, so I welcome the calls.
2: Absolutely, so keep it in mind when it comes to your investing. John Arnold here. He's here every Monday night at six o'clock. Yeah, I know it's only radio, and then it's television Sunday night at four thirty, to be precise, on this on the CW. And uh, I'm going to try to go on out and buy him some wacky tie.
1: Well, thank you. I'll wear it. I promise you. <laughs> thank you Just John. say I love verb. Bye bye. <laughs>